Hello everyone and welcome to the Goodwill Meditation Group webinar. Today is September 25th, 2019. My name is Michael Galloway here at the New York headquarters of the Lucis Trust. And I'm here today with my co-host Dominic Dibble from the London headquarters of the Lucis Trust. After today's meditation, we will be discussing the 10 seed groups, a very interesting conversation that I'm sure um, we will all very much enjoy. As many of you know, the Goodwill Meditation Group is a worldwide group of people who link up each Wednesday at noon to meditate on goodwill. The group aims to stimulate and strengthen the goodwill that is expressed by humanity as a whole. This webinar meets the last Wednesday of each month and provides a platform for individuals to come together to use the, the Goodwill Meditation and to discuss our work. Goodwill is love in action, and it exists in all human relationships that carry a note of loving intention. It is a positive and dynamic energy and can be consciously utilized for the betterment of humanity and the planet. Goodwill is, in essence, the name that we give to that potent energy of divine will as it is expressed through human relationship. This powerful energy overcomes all separating forces and has the potential to transform all aspects of our societies and the planet itself. So I would like to thank you all for coming here today to participate in this very important work. Before, before we begin, let us take a brief moment of silence, followed by the sounding of the mantram of the new group of world servers. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May we fulfill our part in the one work through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. So before we continue with our meditation, I just wanted to make a very brief announcement about the upcoming Festival Week of the New Group of World Servers, which occurs every seven years from December 21st to 28th. Um, this is a very auspicious event, as many of you know, and it is a time when special, um, very potent spiritual energies are pouring forth into 
um, the center, which we call the new group of world servers. It's a time of stimulation of that group, and it's a very potent time um, where the work of the new group the new group of world servers can be strengthened if we join together and make ourselves available to make best use of this energy. So if those of you that are interested in participating, there is more information on the website, www.festivalweek.org. Um, there will be a list of groups that are meeting all throughout the world and participating in this week. So we encourage you to um, join up with a group in your area or to start your own group and um, let us know about that group and we can post it on the site. So without further ado, let us begin with the Goodwill Meditation. Link up in thought with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Goodwill Meditation Group. Reflect upon the fact of relationship with your family, with your community, with your nation, with the world of nations. With the one humanity made up of all races and nations.
sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Reflect upon your own and humanity's relationship with those beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind and heart, the spiritual hierarchy of saints, rishis, bodhisattvas, and masters. Imagine that you are standing together within the center of the spiritual hierarchy, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love.
maintaining that high point of contact, let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family in whom the energy of goodwill is active. Silently use the affirmation. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the energy of love flowing from the hierarchy through the men and women of goodwill and into the hearts and minds of all people, infusing them with goodwill and creating loving and harmonious relationships. Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships, and restoring peace on earth.
Realize that you are helping to build a channel between the spiritual hierarchy and humanity through which the energy of goodwill may flow. Linked in thought with all people of goodwill all throughout the world, sound the great invocation. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts, into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you everyone for your participation.
Um, now I'd like to take a moment to introduce um, Dominic Dibble. Dominic, are you there? Um, yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Good. All right. So today, me and Dominic, um, I'm going to actually interview Dominic and ask him some questions about a very um, interesting and important hierarchical endeavor. You could say it's the 10 seed groups. Um, and Dominic, we look forward to hearing from you, but also anyone else who would like to, um, that either has questions while we're going through the discussion, or if you'd like to share um, audibly by raising your hand, um, please feel free to do that. You can either type in the chat box or you can go to the participant screen and you can raise your hand by clicking the button there and then we'll call on you. Um, so Dominic, just to get started, I thought perhaps you could just talk about um, what, it, what, what are these seed groups? Um, I know the Tibetan defines them as intensified and intensified points of light within the light of the, of the group of world servers. So perhaps you could just um, shed some light on that for us. Um, I can try. <laughs> um, so, um, yes, I, I, th I think uh, what, what I want to say right from the, uh, the word go is that um, what you've said is that they, they are they are a very interesting um, aspect of uh, in connection with the work of the new group of world servers, um, and I also want to say that, that I, I don't consider myself any kind of real expert on them because you know everyone everyone here who's part, who's part of this broadcast probably has access to the books and can read the same passages that we can about the the seed groups. So what I'm, what I'm drawing on is what everybody is drawing on, which is, well, the, the main thing that I've, look, I've looked at is there's a passage in Discipleship in the New Age, Volume 1, which discusses the groups. And, um, yes, the, the point that you made about them being intensifying points of light in the, in the body of the New Group of World Servers, so the, the, the Tibetan talks about how... Um, the, basically the hierarchy decided um, right about 1925 or so, was it 1931? I can't remember. Um, right about that time to stimulate the growth of light within humanity. Now, the, the, um, the passage that, that's relevant here is that... Um, um, the Tibetan says the manipulation of the energies has been carried forward by us, but its effects have only been registered unconsciously. So we've read forth the light and distributed the water of life in a wide and general distribution, but here and there, and rarely, someone isolated individual responding actively and consciously. Now, this was before 1925. Um, and so then the individual becomes a tiny focal point spiritual energy and light and so you get the emergence of the the, the well-known individuals in history who stand out from the crowd but then he goes on to say now it seems as possible to focus the light knowledge much more definitely into form groups on earth composed of the isolated responding individuals 
so that more light and more knowledge can be spread abroad. <clears throat> so the first, the, they decided to do that in two ways, and that the first way was through the collaboration of all the hierarchy, basically, working through their own disciples. Um, I see Alan Hayes is saying, can you pick up his receiver? His speakerphone is difficult to understand. Um, I'm using a headset, Alan, so, and I'm talking as, you know, as loud as I can, so I don't know what else I can do. Um, to, to go back to, so that the, so the, the, the masters decided that they were going to um, stimulate the general light within humanity in a more focused way. And so that first way of doing it created the new group of all servers. Um, so yeah, as the Tibetan says, a vast powerhouse and station of light has been formed. It's diffused and widespread light in its channels that we find all over the world. And you know, this is a very significant thing, and obviously it's the thing that we're going to be celebrating, the main thing we're going to be celebrating during the festival week. <clears throat> but he also says um, that through the specific, the second method they use is through the specifically focused activity of three, three individuals, as the master's Moria, Kutumi, and himself, the servant of disciple. And he goes on to say, it was felt it should also be possible to focus the light still more intensively through smaller, more carefully chosen and selected groups. Through these much smaller groups of disciples, the phenomenal appearance of certain types of energy could be expressed, certain powers could be unfolded, and a more specialized experiment. Now, I think that's an important word, a more specialized experiment would be possible. Peculiar powers could be studied and focused, intensified light and power could be so clearly demonstrated that humanity would come to recognize influence and give proof of the supernormal, which is the heritage of future centuries. So I think that's quite an important idea to um, take on board, that what, what the hierarchy are doing here is an experiment, just as the new group of world servers is an experiment. So it's a new thing they're trying out, hence the new group of world servers, and these are the new seat groups within the new group of world servers. So that gives the con sort of responds a little bit to what you said about the intensified points of light. Um, and as you, I think you also mentioned in the uh, preamble that there are 10 groups of, uh, 10 seat groups. And I have a list in front of me. Uh, <laughs> a slide as well, actually, I have a slide. Well, you have a slide, well, there you yes. go. I don't even need to read out the list, but we can just go through them. I mean, there's the telepathic communicators, the trained observers, the magnetic healers, educators of the new age, the political organizers, the religious workers, the scientific servers, the psychologists, the financiers and economists, and the creative workers. So we can, we can talk a little bit more about those uh, groups and, and what work they're going to do. Uh, but it's clear that, that these are kind of, as the Tibetan is saying, that these are specialized tasks, if you like, or specialized fields of operation within the general work of the new group of all servers. Mm -hmm. They are 
they are places of special focus. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think that's so important to, to note, actually, that they are, that the, the seed part of the 10 seed groups is that they are, they are in a way, seeds of, um, of, the, of the group of world servers. And so their, their purpose is actually not really, not that it's separate from the new group of world servers, but it actually is um, directly in alignment with, with that group. It's not like a special, a special, you know, special thing. Sometimes people think of them as perhaps uh, having some unique purpose, but really their purpose is the, the group of the, 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 the world servers group. Yes, I mean, I, I think it's those of us who have read about the new world servers can, can see that their, their overall task is to help make the plan manifest. And if you like, the, the seed groups are just particular, that they're taking care of particular aspects of the plan. So it's, the, the, it's, it's in a sense that the, all of the, the whole group is working together. Um, and also these 10 seed groups are stimulating also the activities of the Uber world servers themselves. And I, th I think it goes back to, I mean, if we look, if we go back to the meditation, which I thought you led very beautifully, um, that it's about our relationships and it's about uh, the, the Antikarana, the bridge between hierarchy and humanity. And it's, and it's you know, where do the, the various groups sit within that Antikarana? And you, whether you want to say that the, the seed groups sit somewhere between the new group of all servers and the hierarchy or not. I'm not sure if that's true. I mean, I don't know if that's a useful way of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, that we can say that all of these groups, are all of the seed groups and the new group and the hierarchy are all part of one bridge in consciousness, which is essentially seeking to implement the plan. And he also says, I mean, seed groups within the group of world servers, but they're also seed groups of the coming civilization as well. So in that sense, you say, you know, seed groups of the plan, they're seed groups of the future. Um, so those are Absolutely. Seed, seeds of the future. And uh, uh, go back to this point, experiment. I think it's, I think it's quite interesting that um, the Tibetan uh, basically <clears throat> says this, this is a 275-year experiment. You know, the, the hierarchy don't think small. <laughs> they, they, you know, they, they, they're always thinking in terms of the, the bigger cycles of consciousness. So this particular quite specialized experiment uh, that he, he and, uh, and Moria and Kutumi are undertaking is going to last until around about 2200. And, you know, probably only then will they know whether their experiment has actually been successful or not. So again, it, it sort of brings home uh, that we are talking about, as you say, that we're talking about seeding the new civilization with, with particular um, energies and particular ways of working, which will enable um, a society of, uh, or a civilization, a culture, which right human relations is, is much more widespread and which you know, the energy of goodwill is, is it's the common currency. It's, it's the natural way that people respond to one another.
Mm. And I think that's, you know, good, goodwill is bringing it right down, to bringing down this very specialised work right down to earth and into every circumstance. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, Dominic. I just want to um, let everyone know if they want, just remind everyone that if they do want to, they have a comment or a question, they can type it at any time or raise their hand to ask it audibly, just a reminder. Um, he has, the Tibetan also says something interesting, Dominic. He says that the seeds are, they're experiments in modes of communication or interrelationship. And that he relates those two words, communication and interrelationship, as if they are almost were the same thing. And that, that I think is, is very interesting um, because, you know, you think of the hierarchy of the, the seed groups or the new group of world servers being the link to the hierarchy, which is the, the spiritual heart of the planet. It's the, it's the kind of the, the center of relationship itself, the whole principle of relationship. And I just wonder if you had any more, any more thoughts on exactly um, how the groups sort of, how are they working to interrelate or how are they working to um, build sort of that communication within, within humanity and between humanity and the hierarchy? And maybe we want to talk about maybe some of the specific work of one of the groups if you're prepared to do that, just the way that it... Um, Mm -hmm. um, yes, that, that's. Uh, I have my cheat sheets in front of me, Michael. So yes, I'm prepared to talk about specifics. <laughs> um, but I, I think you, you, you're, you're getting to the heart of the matter here, which is, as you say, that, that obviously we're talking about the hierarchy and the major energy of the hierarchy is love, wisdom. It's the second ray, um, and. I think that one of the things that's, that's wonderful about the Alice Bailey teachings is that it, what, it, what it does it, is it gives us a much more profound understanding of what, what love wisdom means. Um, and as you say, in, in effect, it's, it's giving us lots of different ways to talk about um, the energy of love and energy of relationships. Um, and to understand how they are, in fact, something that gets communicated through the mind uh, as well as the heart. And so it's, and it enables us to see that uh, by the, all the many different ways in which it describes these relationships and that these modes of communication. Now, you said, can we look at one or two of the, the groups and there are more specific modes of communication and, and yes we can of course and um, <clears throat> for example the first group the telepathic communicators um, the, the Tibetan talks about them in a little bit of detail he says they're the custodians of group purpose which is interesting um, and closely related to all other types of groups. And their work is largely in the mental plane, going back to the mental plane. They work in and with thought matter, with the reception and direction of thought currents. And they're also working the facilitation of communication between individuals, so that the rules and methods whereby speech can be transcended and they become known, and a new way of intercourse be brought about. 
and he talks about the different ways in which um, people can be telepathic, whether it's whether it's mind to mind or soul to soul. And <clears throat> I think, you know, for most people, when you, when you start talking about that, they say, well, what's that got to do with love? And, and the point is, it is, it is, a, is a mode of expressing love, it's a mode of expressing relationship. Um, <clears throat> and I think all of the groups will will probably partake of that telepathic communication to a greater or lesser degree. Uh, so I think that's why the telepathic communicators are in some way connected with the group purpose. Mm. Um, and another group, uh, the trained observers, are the transmitters of that form of energy which will break up the existing glamours and illusions and so dissipate the ancient deceptive thought forms. So in a, in a certain sense, they're, like, they're clearing, clearing the way for better communication. They're, they're, they're opening up the emotional and mental levels to <clears throat> people being able to communicate more clearly and more openly. Um, and the educators of the new age, you know, that's a kind of... Um, well, they... The idea of, of educators as being communicators is, 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 in a certain sense, quite clear because they communicate, as the Tibetan says, two aspects of divine energy, knowledge, and wisdom. And they are concerned with the building of the Antikarana. So, again, the Antikarana is the connection between the inner and the outer, between higher and lower, between subjective and objective. So, again, communication is, is at the heart of what they are doing. Um, So, and we could go on, we could talk about um, the workers in the field of religion are building the platform of the new world religion. And again, that's an interesting thing to, to think about what the Tibetan means by the new world religion. Does he mean, well, that could, that could lead us somewhat astray, but if it, it's about, again, communication between the inner and outer, uh, the the higher and lower, the, the subjective and the objective. So again, there are workers who are reconfiguring that scaffolding from how it was in the Piscean era, making the channels a bit clearer perhaps, more and, and enabling that communication to work more effectively. Um, yeah, it's interesting. The, you know, one of the purposes of the hierarchy has been stated as linking the present to the future. And so from a hierarchical perspective, you said mm -hmm. this is like a 200, 200 some odd year program. Well, this is actually a program that's linking where humanity is now in the present to some future, well into the Aquarian age or significantly into the beginning of the Aquarian age. And I suspect, or I sense that the masters, they can, they have some conception of what that actually is. And that their their job with these with these programs with these you know um, experiments such as the Tensi groups is to really kind of draw the line between those two points, and um, mm -hmm. that's just um, and so somebody asks you know what does the rank of masters signify in the chat box, and to me that would just I mean there's a whole technical esoteric explanation of what a master is but. From this perspective, perhaps the master is just someone who sees the plan. And so in seeing the plan, they see kind of the future 
and they're they're responsible for making sure that that future works out for the process of that future working out. Um, I think that's a very a very good definition. That that as you say, that they are responsible. They they take responsibility, <clears throat> and I think that's an important um, concept. Of, you know, they they have accepted that response, that planetary responsibility again. Um, and, you know, somebody has defined it as six initiation in the chat box. Well, again, that's that's a technical term. And it just tells you something about a technical definition. But I think it's it's more interesting, in, particularly in this context, to explore what it means in terms of humanity and the plan. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I noticed that... Um, uh, Heidi Kunkler has said each Sikh group is in relationship to an ashram. She's she's asking that as a question. Well, <clears throat> in fact, um, there is a slight there is a, a passage where the, the, the Tibetan says that there are ten inner groups, um, and he seems to be implying again that these inner groups are somehow between, if you like, if we're, going to, if we're going to get technical, is somehow they are somehow between the, the, the ashrams and the Sikh groups. So again, there's, a, there's an intermediate bridging going on, but there are these 10 inner groups which themselves are form one group. And again, this is, relates to the experimental nature of, of the, the Sikh groups. Now, the 10 inner groups are one group, So because, of course, they are... They are the workers in there are hierarchical, so they they are completely free of any um, impediment of personality and uh, uh, ego. So again, they can they can work consciously as group participants without any problems. Whereas we know ourselves from our own experience as human beings that um, group work is hard work when you're out here in the in the the real world and having to <laughs> so having to look at yes. your personalities, uh, ambitions and desires. Um, so the seed groups are an experiment in trying to get that kind of group consciousness to filter out into um, the world. And in, in, in that sense there, again, they're, they're very obviously Aquarian, they're very obviously helping us to move into an era where it's just natural that we work in groups and we don't worry about, you know, who's the boss and who's who's what rank people are. We're just, we're working in groups, we're working for the plan and it doesn't matter. But So Dominic, these are though, now correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is these groups are, are not like ashramic groups. So ashramic groups, you know, everybody everybody's soul has, will eventually find their place within one of the 49 ashramic groups. These groups, though, my understanding is this is very specialized work for a very limited number of very specialized individuals who are chosen specifically because they're well-suited and capable of this task. So I think there's sometimes misconception that there's, you know, people want to try to find out where they fit within, you know, which, which seed group are they, do they fit in? And I, and I, and my understanding is that not, you know, it's a very, very limited number of specialized workers who will be part of these seed groups. Is that, is that your understanding as well? Well, I think this is where, um, 
I'm going to say I don't know because uh, reading what the Tibetan says, um, he says he does he does emphasize that they are small groups. He does, as I said, you know, he says through these much smaller groups of disciples, the phenomenal appearance of self, the phenomenal appearance of certain kinds of energy could be expressed. So I think it's it's right to believe that at least in the initial stages of the experiment, they will be small. Um, whether they will grow over time as the, as the experiment unfolds, he doesn't say. And I think he probably doesn't know because, you know, he says it's an experiment. So, um, but I think you're right that, that they aren't ashramic in the technical sense of they're not, um, they're not exactly aligned along the axis, if you like, um, of the rays, because he doesn't make any specific comment about, you know, this group <coughs> is on this ray or that group is on that ray. Now, obviously, you can say, well, the politi political ones must be on the first ray. Well, obviously, there's going to be more of an influence in the first ray in that group, one would think. But he doesn't say it's aligned with the first ray ashram. He doesn't say that. So, again, you could... We, we could get into all sorts of technical discussions. Now, I see Heidi Kunkler has again asked, are the outer groups channels for the inner groups? I think he's fairly specific about that. Yes, they are. Um, like I say, there, there are these 10 inner groups, which he identifies as being one group, but also 10. Whereas the outer groups are 10 groups who are aspiring, I think one would say, to, to work together. Um, and when you look at, you know, they are quite, they are working in quite different fields. So, for most human beings, you know, you know, who are, for example, scientific investigators or psychologists, they might find it quite difficult to work with political organisers, um, for example. So, for it's going to be very challenging. But obviously, that is the aspiration, if you like, or the what is, is attempting to be expressed through this experiment. So I, th I think there's there's a whole lot we could say about, you know, what the relationship is between the ashrams and the 10 inner groups and the 10 outer groups. It would be speculation, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as we don't want to get too technical about it. Um, I mean, for example, the Tibetan also talks about the, the, the specific centers that people within those groups will use more, more specifically. But he says that's only really going to happen if they really are successful and are really beginning to work properly as they're intended. So again, thinking about, oh, well, I've got to use this center or that center. Well, we know that that's a little bit, it can be a little bit of a... Mm -hmm. A distraction, if you like, from uh, what's actually important, which is that they are seeking to implement the plan uh, through using working specific areas. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting too. I'm looking at all these, you know, this list of these ten groups, and in one sense, they seem so kind of mundane. You know, we know political, religious, education, scientific, psych psychologist. These are all things that we're very familiar with. 
And yet the energy coming through, this special, special energy coming through is something that we actually really have, not that we have no conception of it, but it is a completely new types of energy that are going to be coming through these groups. And what it just occurred to me that I think is so significant is that this energy that we, you know, you could say it's up in the, the rain cloud of knowable things, you know, just, just beyond the range of, of human, um, human understanding or human contact, but that those very kind of advanced, very spiritual, very um, potent energies, they're going to be actually expressed through these 10, these 10 modes that we understand very well. These are pheno phenomenal expressions of this energy so even though you know we know what educators are you know that energy coming through through these new educators is going to be something perhaps completely completely new a new type of consciousness behind the form of the the educators and that's really just so um it almost in, in a way it kind of puts in perspective the working out of the plan you know, it's like this, there's all these things, the phenomenal world that we know, and yet there's the plan that's working out, but it's going to work out in ways that we, that are already present, but yet the, the energy itself is going to be completely, completely new. I agree. And I think that's, <clears throat> um, that's the exciting thing about it, that, uh, well, that, uh, as I said earlier, I mean, the, the Alice Bailey writings give us a, a lots of different ways to think about the energy of love wisdom that are just completely unfamiliar. You know, they're, they're completely, you wouldn't think of the telepathic communicators as being somehow expressing love. It just seems a, a weird thing to say, but it's, it's true because it's about communication. Mm -hmm. It's about relationships. It's about goodwill. And, um, I think that you're right that <clears throat> we think we know what an educator looks like. We think we know what religion looks like. But, you know, once reincarnated in 200 years' time, we'll, we'll, we'll see something entirely different. We'll say, gosh, is that, is that really what, is that, you know, it'll be totally unfamiliar based on what we have now. Absolutely. And I see that, you know, Diana, that's our Diane Felicia Rogers is, is agreeing with us. Uh, thank you, Diane, for agreeing. <laughs> new energies, new forms. The words seem to just give us a way of connecting with you. And again, I think this goes back, this is something that um, <clears throat> we're very conscious of in uh, World Goodwill is that we're, we're looking for the new terminology that comes through, which is beginning to help us express these new energies if you like, you know, the, the new words, the new ideas, the new ways of describing education or politics or science that will change, change a whole perspective on these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that mental approach that you mentioned, the love being expressed through the mind and discernment, I think is so important, so important right now. I think the whole world's being challenged in, in, in terms of discernment and yes indeed um, I, I see there's a comment from uh, Clint Galvin he says whether you know yourself to be part of one of these groups or not I would think you could align yourself with one of them based on your interests and that's an interesting point um, Clint because <clears throat> 
we know that the Tibetan says that, you know, many members of the new group of world servers are not conscious of their inner connection. But they, you know, they do fantastic work out in the world, but they're not, they don't consci- they're not consciously aware of uh, themselves as working under um, higher inspiration, if you like. Now, it's not entirely clear to me from what the Tibetan says, whether that's also true of the Sikh groups. So again, it may be that there are people working in the Sikh groups who just don't know that there are. That although it does say smaller groups of disciples, he doesn't. He, there isn't anything that says, and they are all consciously in touch with the hierarchy. So, I think there's absolutely you don't have to know whether you're one of the one of one of that group or not. You can certainly align yourself with them, as you say, based on your interests, based on, and 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 I think that's one of the interesting and, and, uh, and uh, important things about this uh, kind of work that we can, we can all find ways to energize um, these fields of work by, you know, as you say, aligning ourselves with them, you know, educating ourselves about them, maybe connecting with groups that are connected with them. Um, and it, you know, it, that's, that's, what it's all about. It's all about finding ways to bring the plan down to earth. Mm-hmm. And the as the as if technique, I think, is very valuable. You know, acting as if you were in one of these groups and maybe working as a, working as a psychologist, and yet trying as uh, trying as as much as you can to to see how how can I connect with one of those the inner group of psychologists and to aid in bringing that energy down. I think even if maybe technically we don't find ourselves in that group, the as if the as if technique, you know, we can channel the hierarchical energy wherever we are. And so using that as, as inspiration or as a way to kind of align with something is going to be beneficial, you know, regardless. Absolutely. <clears throat> and again, it's uh, it's a um it's, it's not entirely clear from what the Tibetan says whether those who are in the groups are also conscious. Mm-hmm. They, might, they might not be conscious of all the people within the groups. Again, it's themselves. Well, let me put it this way. They'll be conscious of others as being co-workers in that field, but they might not think to themselves, oh, well, they must be part of that group, you know, because, you know... <laughs> But that, that, again, that's not important. The, the, the key thing is service, as it is in all instances. You know, the, the new group of world service is about service and, uh, and world service. And uh, that's what these groups exist to do. It's, and they do, exist, they do it in a particular specialized way. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so the, the time, it's been about an hour. And um, does anybody have any maybe last, last comments to share? Or, or Dominic, do you have anything you'd like to share in closing? Um, not specifically, no. No, I, I think we've, we've covered quite a lot of ground. I mean, we, we, there, are, there is more ground we could talk about. We could, for example, the talk. One, one, well, there is one thing I'd like to say, which is this, which... Um, 
the Tibetan states that the the groups will inaugurate certain new sorry certain new techniques of working or psychic powers, and he mentions a list of six psychic powers. And there's one that which I think is really interesting. I find which is quick response to real need. I think that's just just think about that phrase: quick response to real need. And he says, "You're not regarded that as one of the psychic powers, had you?" <laughs> you know, um, uh, I refer not here to a solar plexus reaction, but to heart knowledge. So that's that's my, if you like, my final uh, take takeaway from this is that you know, let's ponder what quick response to real need through heart knowledge means. Mm. Thank you, Dominic. That's something to ponder on for sure. Um, thank you also everyone who participated um, through your comments and questions. And let's just end with a um, brief moment of silence. Link up with the worldwide group and those servers of goodwill throughout the world. Thank you, everyone. The next Thanks. meeting will be October 30th, last Wednesday of October. Thank you all. Just, just one more thing. I, um, if everyone is, uh, could, could maybe invite one other person, we can, we can help grow this broadcast. Absolutely. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, everyone.